0: It's really hard to have a full-time job and you be an independent designer on the side. You really have to try to strike this balance. It's really interesting to so many of us independent designers, we work, you know, you say, oh, we work 9 to 5 and 5 to 9. you know, like, no days off.
1: This is pdxpodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. The lady you just heard was Shay Wilcox. She's a local independent fashion designer based in Portland, Oregon. She showed a preview of her most recent collection at this year's Fashion Next. Her contemporaries include Sarah Dinofrio of Project Runway fame, Miriam Maricella, and Wendy Ullendorf. Now, Shay has a very signature look, a look which she says will appeal to those who are into pastel goth which is a term that I was not familiar with until we discussed it in this interview. So there's lots of intrigue going on. I mean, I, I hope so. I hope people find this interesting. I, I do. I like doing a show.
0: It's such a fun event. Fashion Next, every night, is so much fun to go to. And Was it
1: pandemonium backstage or not?
0: Always. It's always what? pandemonium backstage, but it, sometimes in those chaotic situations, I really feel like I'm in my element. Um, so I'm pretty calm in the storm. Um, so it, it comes along with preparation, but we just worked to make sure everything was going to go smoothly for us, and it did.
2: Do you think that the, the craftsmanship is something that you are drawn to, like the actual act of you know, uh, making a dress and awesome. using your hands a tactile sensations and all that kind of stuff and being very you know it's a very intimate thing really isn't it
0: yeah you I mean I spend a lot of time just with a n- needle and thread and mm. you're very much in the moment like mm. with each stitch and mm. it's very it is really zen to make clothes mm. in that way it's a lot <laughs> of fun
2: would you say that you're influenced by more um, external things apart from the fashion industry or would you say there's certain fashion designers who you Would aspire to be or
0: yeah, I kind of talked to Greg about this a little bit. Mm -hmm. I am not somebody who spends time like on the internet looking at blogs. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I see a magazine. I like W Magazine. Mm -hmm. They've got the big Mm -hmm. pictures, and you know I'm always inspired by the Chanel ad campaigns. Mm -hmm. um, Kind of Karl Lagerfeld's Victorian character that Mm -hmm. he plays is interesting to me but where I get my real inspiration for making clothes is out of um, doing garment reconstruction. I -hmm. do vintage restoration Mm -hmm. and I spend a lot of time inside the garments learning about how they're made seeing the stitches and it's just a great way to connect with older like generations of women because you Mm -hmm. can open up and you see the stitches and Mm -hmm. you see like I sometimes like imagine the person who's making the garment what they were like or you know like why they made that decision Mm -hmm. Um, and I learn a lot from opening these garments and fixing them up, and that really inspires my clothing.
1: And what about local designers? You're inspired by local designers.
0: Yeah, like I said, I, I met Miriam Marcella, um, and that was awesome at Fashion Next. I had an internship with Wendy Ollendorf. I worked for her when I was. Uh... Oh yes, she's she's very big in town. Yeah, her work is impeccable. Like the quality of her sewing, and to be she had a workspace where she would work in her studio space, and it was also, like, a retail space. So she was interacting with her clients, Mm -hmm. like, very, like, her store wasn't even as big as this room, so she was interacting with her clients, like, very intimately. Like, I learned a lot about, um, I learned a lot about doing fittings, and I learned a lot about what people are interested in with what kind of clothes they want to make. Um, I learned the distinction between somebody who uh, makes dresses that other people want them to make and versus making um, dresses that they want to make that fit other people. Um, So you get to do a little bit of both when you're an independent designer, right? You get to do a little bit of what people want um, you to make for them personally. They have their ideas for, you know, special birthday dresses or um, whatever. And then you also get to inject your own ideas.
2: You can try and strike a balance between the two so you don't feel like you're compromising too much or giving, you know, straying away from your real intent. Right.
0: Totally. I think it's a cool idea that I've been having is to have like a, a showroom where you have just one of each piece out, and then you're able to make more, like, made to measure, more bespoke fitting clothes for them. So you might have, like, muslins in the back that aren't totally finished that you're able to put on somebody and mark with them because that part of making clothes is so much fun with people. Right. That's kind of, like, the most exciting part. They, a lot of people have uh, custom or bespoke clothes made that I experienced as, like, their first time. So they like, don't know what to expect, and then they feel really special, and they're always surprised at how well the clothes fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, one of the other designers in Portland that I'm really inspired by, she just moved here. Sarah Dinofrio just moved here um, from Toronto, and she makes a lot of her own prints. She's like her collection, I'm sure you saw it, Greg, on the first night. She did yes. uh, all of those uh, graphic prints from the '80s, That's so fine. she designs those. Um, which is another interesting aspect of being a designer, um, And then she made like me this crazy record dress, but yeah. I spend a lot of time at her shop on Belmont. She has a shop there. It's called "One Imaginary Girl." And just her line is energizing. She's a really good blend in her store of like yeah. local designers, yeah. online, independent designer. Kaleidoscope. Yeah, Our
1: collection is very fun. It was a great way to a open be- up Fashion <laughs> Next. Yeah. Really. If you could walk us through your workspace here, we'd appreciate that.
0: Cool. Um, so obviously you see the girls here. They're a little shy. This <laughs> is a legged form, and this one's a dress form. And they're both really useful. You kind of have to have them both if you're going to make pants. But right. this is my favorite sewing machine I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not a driver. I've never owned a car. But this <laughs> sewing machine is as much as some people's cars. <laughs> and it does everything. Really? Um, and uh, You're not know,
1: going to tell us how much it costs.
0: No, I, that's, I mean, think I'm about not it. <laughs> not yeah, I'm going to ask. not <laughs> polite. Um, these big flowers here are these huge paper flowers that I made for one of my photo well, shoots. These are
1: decorations.
0: Yeah, they were used, they were props from a photo shoot for my last collection. Okay. Um, and it was called Efflorescence. Um, and this is kind of the image boards Ish. from it. So I, ca- I keep those around just to remember like, where I've been. Like what my last collection was. So You were this-
1: extremely neat and tidy. This is not what I expected at all. I expected fabric everywhere,
2: carnage, con- yeah, insanity. I'm a, I'm,
0: a, I'm a minimalist in my environment. I like to have a really like clean environment. And I think the clothes reflect that too.
2: Are these your sketches as well?
0: Yeah. So my, my sketching style is influenced by all these weirdo art classes I took at Fine Arts mm-hmm. Camp where we would learn to draw with our eyes closed and that kind of thing. So I have a pretty gestural style compared to some, other, some of my contemporaries. But it's cool because now that we have technology, you can scan your fabric and, and really get those textures or yeah. you know, use a variety of, of methods to get yeah, that You can art. really
1: see the textures on the paper.
2: Yeah. yeah, and um, the color palette is intriguing. that You use very kind of soft shades. Um, and it, it, you were showing us some of your other clothes earlier, and you seem to stray towards that um, spectrum of color uh, more than the bright, lurid, you know, spectrum.
0: That's definitely uh, a move that I make consciously. Um, mm. I like to dress in tonal colors. It helps, like, it implies to other people that you're relaxed. And it is relaxing to see those kind of colors. So especially for women in business, which is who I think would wear my clothes the most, um, you know, being relaxed in a business place, especially if you are in any kind of position of authority, is really important. You know, women want to be seen as strong in the workforce, want to be taken seriously. And, you know, everybody's heard, like, the jokes about, like, oh, over-emotional lady. Um, so I just I try to combat that a little bit and hope. Bring some uh, calmness, you know, overall. Uh, I also design fairly mm-hmm. modestly. I know a lot of designers like to show um, That is show very off true. Yeah, but that's very true. My are, clothes are particularly modest. I love jewel necks and long sleeves. Um, and I hear a lot of compliments from women and, uh, and other people who like the clothes that way.
2: Do you have an ideal woman that you envision when you are designing these clothes?
0: Yeah, I design into a customer. Um, I design for a woman who's, like, a professional woman. Mm. And uh, I, I think about mostly, like, idealism, or I think about, like, an idea that that might be shared amongst a group of women.
2: Like a feeling or, a th- like, a thought or something like that? that yeah,
0: definitely. I'd say, like, Opal Heart this collection, like, one of the ideas is kind of, like, this balance between, like, the duality between, like, fragility and strength and kind of like over layers how those go in together so there I think that there's like an academic sense of art in a lot of fashion not all yeah. I mean some of it is like just cool clothes right. but do, uh,
2: and but do you have an intention as far as like do you do winter collections summer collections and they split up like that or is it sort of all mixed up
0: I've been kind of doing winter and spring collections mm-hmm. but I've been moving more towards like seasonal uh, capsules uh excuse me seasonless capsules so kind of clothes that you can go you can go to any climate or you instead of changing your clothes out for the winter and the summer they're just all seasonless mixed so, together
2: and, and layered as well lots of layers i mean i noticed that there's quite a lot of layering and dif- different sort of um there's there's dy- dynamic there's a dynamic quality to your clothes. Yeah, of that. Yeah,
0: thank you. Yeah, layers are really comfortable and you can really achieve a, an interesting look when you're able to layer especially sheer and semi-sheer fabrics.
1: You know, now I want to take a look at your collection uh, just so you can talk about it a bit more. All right, that was a nice transition. Okay, so we're looking at your collection right now. <laughs> can you tell us a bit about some of these pieces you're looking at?
0: Um, so... These pieces here, it's mostly my collection is made out of natural fibers. I think it's important for a lot of reasons to use natural fibers. One of them is that it's very really comfortable to wear and another one they biodegrade well. So you think about like your whole life cycle of your clothes. Right. Long th- I think this pin made it through the show.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just found a pin.
0: <laughs> Luckily nobody got More hurt. Right. Nobody got hurt. Um, so, uh, my collection is uh, definitely inspired by, like, kind of 1940s style with, like, a, m- a modern take on it. Um, I- so, I have these, like, Bermuda shorts that are silk with pleats on them. I like to do a lot of bias binding. So.
2: They look like the kind of shorts you would wear in the 1930s if you were going to play tennis.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> that's true. I think women might not have been wearing shorts yet in the '30s, but um, maybe some of them were. But yeah, I like these shorts. They're they're just above knee length, so you can wear them in any environment, to your grandma's house or to work. Um, Comfortable. This piece here is a piece that's really important to me. Um, it's it's a I don't even know if you would call it a shirt or a dress. It's kind of in between. But this was the first couture piece I ever made in one of my my first couture class. Um, originally, it didn't have this skirt part on it, and it was just this peplum blouse
2: mm-hmm.
0: the other way. And I, was, I put the skirt on it. I had this vision because the colors go so well and the silhouette goes so well with the rest of this collection that I had this vision to put this uh, organza layer under the skirt that you could wear with pants. Um, and just kind of like the dress-pants combination is... It, catching my eye and so I had it inside out and I was doing the finishing stitching in here and I stepped away from it and I was like oh that kind of looks cooler that kind of looks like better than it did the other way Um, and then I was over at Sarah's shop and she really encouraged me to just kind of go for it and even you know even being able to see the notching in it there's like something very like authentic about it
2: so because often when you're designing clothes you're you create the patterns, and there's sort of like quite a lot of premeditation to it, and you have to be prepared. So when you're ex- just explaining that, it's you able to basically go off, 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 uh, pissed, and whatever you know, uh, <laughs> the ski, the ski route, and you and you're able to create something that's just coming to the top of your head, and that must be quite liberating, right?
0: Yeah, some designers have a process, but it's very like design-led where they have an idea in mind mm-hmm. and they really design into that. They often make patterns first, but I buy fabric first. Um, and then I have a really kind of sculptural relationship with it. So I do a lot of draping on the form, on the dress form. Um, I oftentimes end up collaging garments together Um and so I'm just really interested in letting the fabric kind of tell me a story. Like, I'm always interested, like, when I was making this skirt, you can see that there are, you know, these organza breaks in the fabric, these lines. And they add to the visual interest of the piece and bring a touch okay. of modernness to it. But um, it was just, like, after I made the skirt, I was like, oh, I should, you know, put these cool lines in it. And then it's negotiating with the proportions and with the fabric what those look like. Mm-hmm. So I'm not always sure when I start making something, what it's going to be. <laughs>
2: are you interested in collaboration? Have you done any collaboration with other designers?
0: Uh, I'm interested in collaboration with other designers, surely. Especially or jewelers. Or jewelers. I haven't met any jewelers that I'm interested in working with yet, but I'm definitely, shout out, jewelers, get a hold of me. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> I'm especially interested in working with designers who are into the slow fashion movement like I am. Yeah.
2: I was just going to say there's a lot of jewelers in, in Portland. There's a lot of jewelry makers, and I could see a lot of it looking fantastic with your stuff.
0: Thank you. I don't usually accessorize. and like I, When I sent my girls down the runway, they didn't accessorize either too much. They just wore these little sheer white church gloves. Um, so that was kind of like the way that I added visual mm-hmm. interest. But I, my own personal style, I think, kind of comes out in the, in the clothes. So I, I usually don't think about jewelry. I think I make clothes I would want to wear. I think I make clothes that aren't aren't available to me in the market. Um, And they just give me the opportunity to, you know, feel the way that I want to feel when I'm out there in the world.
1: You know, Lesniak, D'Onofrio, Wilcox. I could spot your clothing on the streets. And I think that says something. Yeah,
2: it's great that you have kind of a signature look and you're so, you know... New, young I suppose man. and so you know young in the industry and um, yeah it's fantastic do you, do you think that your, your, your style is set in stone or are you open to sort of like going somewhere else for the next collection
0: I think that the style will kind of remain in the same voice um, but, you know, as an artist, of course, you have to be open to growing. I mean, people, painters go through periods of time where they p- like to paint one thing, one style of painting, and, mm-hmm. you know, just be open to that kind of thing. Um, so you're going to
1: have a goth period?
0: This is pastel goth. I mean,
1: right. well, could be. That's a really interesting take on your collection. Yeah,
2: and, <laughs> and I would invite you, you could add, like, some black leather as a... You know, to to go with the clothes, you know, some black boots or something. You know, you've got know, to mix it. I <laughs> oh, yeah. It's
0: like a, taking the monochrome, you know, yeah. to a to an idea. But I mean, like, I'm interested. I have a lot of subculture fashion interests. Like, I'm always interested in like the Lolita fashion culture in Japan and in yeah. here. Like, that inspires me a lot. Some of these pieces are like quite whimsical and fun, or you know, some of them are almost like you know, like some character could wear them. <laughs> they, you know, they walk this kind of fine line.
2: Th- that piece in particular is kind is looks quite Japanese influenced to me. <laughs> yeah, I was it's, thinking about yeah. those.
0: Uh, I was thinking about the big skirts of the fifties, kind of, and the and I just love like pants instead of skirt. A you lot have this lot
2: minimalist clothes. approach to things. It seems like all the stitching is really intentional and f- just used very sparingly.
0: Thank you. I just really like a smooth outside finish. You know, like there's a lot of different trends in the marketplace. People have like frayed edges or, you know, it's important to just kind of make your signature and then people know what to expect. And you can give something that people didn't maybe know that they wanted. So then they are able to find it. And
2: Have you had the experience of seeing somebody randomly walking down the street wearing your clothes yet?
0: No, I have not. Um, but I had the experience after Fashion Next last year. There was a Japanese blog that came, and they, like, put one of my pictures, and they, like, wrote a caption about it. And I was so excited. I was like, ah! <laughs>
1: Fantastic.
0: Um, but I, ha- I haven't run into anybody wearing my clothes yet. But I have so- I have sold some pieces.
1: <laughs> Pastel goth. That's how you would describe your collection.
0: No, not my – I'm just saying a past somebody who – does wear pastel goth clothes oh, would be nice. would be at home also in my clothes. Have you do you know much about pastel goth? I know nothing about pastel goth.
2: I've never heard of it. No.
0: Okay. no. Okay. Yeah. www.google.com <laughs> Pastel Goth.
2: Is she having a go on it? She is. She no that's a
0: real her. thing. It's for, it's real. We did <laughs> our just research told us to Google. Well. You know, <laughs> Didn't I'll bring get, you a scientific first that's a first for this show
1: someone giving a shit okay I'll take it I'll take it um, well thank you so much for speaking with us Shay we really appreciate you sharing your home with us showing your collection and giving us a hard time sometimes but that's fine we can roll with that thank you very much again it was a lot of fun and we learned a lot
2: yeah it was fantastic you're a great guest
1: thank you so much gents this is pdxpodcast.com